0: the True Neighbor Podcast. My name is Tom Breyer. This is my first episode with three guests on the podcast, and it's an episode that I'm very excited about because today you're going to hear the story of the Impact Foundation, a remarkable organization in York County that is on the front lines of the COVID-19 response effort. What makes this organization especially remarkable, though, is not just what they're doing, but how they're doing it. Founded in 2016 by the York Suburban Education Foundation, the IMPACT Foundation is run by students. Over the past few years, York Suburban High School students have developed an impressive inventory control and distribution system that provides their classmates who are struggling to meet their basic needs with free school supplies, clothes, and hygiene items, an initiative that has become all the more critical in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic. In times like this, young people's voices can be drowned out by the chaos of the moment, but we need young people to have a seat at the table. We need to seek their input, listen to their stories, and understand how they're feeling because they are the ones Who are going to be dealing with the ripple effects of this pandemic for years to come? This episode is special because you'll hear from two students who assumed leadership roles in the creation and expansion of the Impact Foundation Rachel Ludwig and Jamie Myers. Jamie is now a senior at Allegheny College and was the first student president of the Impact Foundation. She decided to get involved not merely to build her resume, but because she was facing struggles in her own life, and she noticed that far too many of her classmates were facing struggles too. Her story is one of perseverance and empathy, and it reflects the principles that underlie the very core of the Impact Foundation itself. Rachel is the valedictorian of this year's York Suburban High School class and is a future Division I soccer player. She has built on what Jamie started in 2016 and has helped to turn the Impact Foundation into an integral part of the York Suburban community, especially right now during an unprecedented time of health and financial uncertainty. She is wise beyond her years and will no doubt be leading even greater missions in the years to come. My last guest is Sarah Reineker. A founding member of the York Suburban Education Foundation and someone who has overseen the Impact Foundation since its inception. Sarah has provided invaluable mentorship and guidance to dozens of students over the past few years, and she has helped to turn the York Suburban School District into a beloved community of neighbors helping neighbors. Mr. Rogers famously said When I was a boy, and I would see scary things in the news, my mother would say to me, look for the helpers. You will always find people who are helping. Without further ado, I bring you our next true neighbors and three incredible helpers, Sarah Reineker, Rachel Ludwig, and Jamie Myers. All right, I'm here with Rachel Ludwig, Jamie Myers, and Sarah Reineker. Thanks for coming on the podcast, everybody.
1: Thanks for having us, Tom.
0: So I'm really excited to talk with you. Um, One of my favorite lines from Mr. Rogers was that he always said that in a crisis, you should look for the helpers and uh, you all fit that category perfectly with what you have done and are doing right now. Um, Before we discuss the Impact Foundation and the remarkable role it's playing in central Pennsylvania, um, I thought we could just start by introducing uh, each of you and just saying a sentence or two about how you first got involved with the Impact Foundation. So, um, Jamie, I'll I'll start with you. Would you mind introducing yourself and telling us how you first got involved?
2: Sure. Uh, Hi, my name is Jamie Myers. Um, I am a graduating senior at Allegheny College in Meadville, Pennsylvania. Um, There I have studied um, Bachelor of Science in psychology, looking more into psychophysiology and psychopharmacology. Um, I minor in religious studies and philosophy. Um, so I'll be graduating in May, um, but I was born and raised in York, PA. So I graduated from york Suburban High School in 2016. Um, and my initial involvement with the Impact Foundation actually started as just a simple study into what was actually going on in our school and the discrepancies between those who were coming to school prepared, ready to learn, and those who might not have been. And there were times that I've fallen into the category where I was not financially prepared for a school. So, um, I was blessed to be introduced to the opportunity and it just built from there.
0: That's fantastic. And I, um, want to talk to you at length about what you've seen, uh, the Impact Foundation, how you've seen it evolve over these past few years. But, um, Rachel, how about you? Could you tell us a little bit about yourself?
3: Sure. Hi, my name is Rachel Ludwig, and I'm a senior at York Suburban High School. I joined the Impact Foundation two years ago. I mainly joined because I was very interested and felt very connected to the mission of the organization. Also, a lot of my close friends were involved, and so. I thought it would be a great opportunity to work together with them to help improve my school community.
0: That's great. And do you have any uh, plans yet for what you're going to be doing after high school?
3: So next year, I will be attending Monmouth University, where I'll be studying biology and playing Division One soccer. So I'm super excited about that.
0: And I understand that you were also the valedictorian. Is that right? Yes. <laughs> That's phenomenal. Congratulations. Thank you. And Sarah, how about you?
1: Um, well, I'm the old one of the bunch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I uh, am a founding board member of the York Urban Education Foundation, which was founded uh, by a group of people in 2008, very similarly, actually, to the way the Impact Foundation was founded. Uh, we started with a feasibility study and then moved into formulation of a uh, of an independent 501c3 Uh, we were awarded that designation by the state of pennsylvania in about 2008 and then started moving from there our primary mission up until we formulated the uh, impact foundation was to give grants to teachers and so we have an annual grant process that we continue and uh at this point i believe we're up in the range of about 200 $75,000, $75,000, uh, actually up over $300,000 now that we've awarded since 2008 into teacher mm-hmm. grants. And um, and then in 2015, I was fortunate enough to become the president of the organization. And uh, there was a discussion at that time at a board level to look at the economically disadvantaged population at York Suburban, which was continually growing over the years. Uh, and at that point was teetering around 30% of economically economically disadvantaged children. And so we started wrapping our heads around uh, potentially expanding our mission. Um, but I think what's so unique about the Impact Foundation and the early discussions we were having was not only that the York Suburban Education Foundation wanted to uh, start impacting that space but that we also wanted to involve our students at that level to have the conversation with us and specifically our high school students, uh, more so because they were just mature enough at a level to handle the conversation and then actually do the work. And so we engaged a small group of a think tank, if you will, Jamie was included in that in January of 2015 and we took six months to study that and simultaneously, um, as the new board president, I was engaging our board in a strategic planning thinking time throughout that six months as well. And in June of 2015, we actually uh, changed our bylaws as part of our finalization of our strategic planning. And we made the Impact Foundation part of the York Suburban Education Foundation as a standing committee of the board. So that's the organizational structure. And then in the fall, the impact foundation, the same students that had been involved in feasibility became the first student board of, um, the impact foundation. And so they are a standing committee of the York suburban education foundation.
0: That's amazing. What I love about this program is the collaboration between, uh, people in the community and students. And so Jamie, that's a good segue to you as the first president, Of the Impact Foundation. I know you mentioned the study that you had done while you were in high school. Um, Was this a role that you, you know, was this something you had been thinking about um, kind of for a long time? You know, what motivated you to look more deeply at these structural inequalities and what were some of the um, challenges that you saw when you became the president of the uh, Impact Foundation?
2: Sure. Um, Well, I will say it started Uh, with my own personal experience with um, economic insecurity um, growing up throughout school um, I've noticed that a lot of the students you see around school that are doing well getting good grades um, might still be coming to school without that economic stability necessary to sit in the classroom pay attention all class um, get all their work done at home Um, so it started from my own experience of a semi-chaotic, uh, home life, um, and the challenges that I met still getting my work done and coming to school every day, um, attentive and well-rested. So, um, I was fortunate enough by sophomore year to, uh, find a stable job so I could then start investing more of my time into helping others. Uh, because it's something that I was always ambitious about um, So once I was stable enough and had a good paying job while in high school um, I then thought that this was the perfect opportunity to find those students who like myself may not speak up and um, ask others for help um, because that was one of our biggest missions was to maintain this um, integrity of these students. So this isn't something that you should be ashamed about, but it is a misfortune in your life that's out of your control. Um, so when we first started the study, it was interesting to see that I was assuming maybe we would just come in from providing maybe school lunches for students. Um, but when we did the survey, we noticed that there were, I think over 30 items on the list that teachers and Every school in the district were coming up with, such as students who didn't have shampoo and conditioner or access to showering every day, um, or coats or shoes, backpacks, um, and then some of the more tedious items like, uh, expensive calculators. And that when it, that's when it really hit me that we have such a huge opportunity to make a change. Um, and I was lucky enough to have met Sarah Reinecker that truly inspired me that this was possible because as a junior in high school, I was still stressing about normal schoolwork and my job and thought that this wouldn't be really possible. But I think with my own deep passion to help others and Sarah's and the other students that eventually came on the board, um, it was incredible what we achieved and even just the first six months, um, let alone throughout the year of my senior year.
0: It's a really inspiring story, Jamie. And so it was your own personal experience that really motivated you to see who else is being affected by this and how can we help them? Is that right?
2: Yes, that's correct. Um, Because a lot of the students who may be um, displaying signs of inattentiveness or coming to school without their homework done, um, I started to think that that's probably more of an issue that their home life or their economic situation isn't preparing them or giving them that foundation to come to school ready to learn so did
0: you did you encounter a hesitancy or a nervousness from your classmates when you first started the survey about speaking out out loud about some of these issues what was that you know your initial conversations like with them
2: um i didn't necessarily reach out to friends directly to say that um hey, we're starting this foundation, you can benefit from it. What um, the board and Sarah and I came up with was this um, plant that we would let all of the teachers know that these resources are available so that they can do this in secret or do it at their own discretion. Um, for myself, I just embraced my background and thought that maybe speaking up about my own experience would help others not necessarily speak out to others, but maybe actually use the resources that we're providing and not feel that type of shame or hesitancy to look for help.
0: No, um, empathy is a powerful motivator, and it sounds like you really were able to harness that. Um, Rachel, you've been involved with the Impact Foundation now for a few years, and you're a senior now at York Suburban. What have you seen uh, in terms of the evolution of the Impact Foundation and what um, they've done to build on what Jamie helped start.
3: During my time, I've really seen that the impact foundation has evolved in many amazing ways. I've gotten to participate in a lot of presentations that we've been able to give to local community groups, which I think has just been a really awesome experience to, to share what we're doing with others. And we're always looking to constantly evolve so it's just been incredible to see how every year we're continuing to grow and grow and i think that as a result of what we're going through right now our organization is just going to take off in incredible new ways what motivated you initially to get involved with the foundation so originally just a friend of mine asked me if i wanted to be involved and it sounded like something that i would be interested in so i agreed and I didn't really understand the magnitude of the impact of the work that we would do until I actually was involved and got to participate. And I've just loved being a part of this. And every year I just become so grateful for everything that we do and that I get to be a part of.
0: What's it been like the past few months now that we are in the throes of the COVID-19 pandemic? What have you seen the, uh, the meaning? of the Impact Foundation in in your community during this time?
3: Yeah, so my perspective has definitely shifted a lot during this time. I think that it certainly has magnified the significance of organizations like ours. One word that we've been discussing a lot through our organization right now is grateful, especially among the students. We're very grateful for what other people like Jamie have done before for us to prepare us for something like this. And we're grateful that now we have the system in place that we're positioned to really be a, a great help to others during this time. And we're also just grateful that we get to continue to work together through this. Although we can't be with each other in person, we're still collaborating and doing everything that we can behind the scenes to continue to support the effort.
0: That's incredible and um, much needed right now. Uh, Sarah, there are a number of um, organizations that are doing some really wonderful work right now, but the Impact Foundation is unique. Can you talk about what makes it um, a little different from other organizations and what really makes it special?
1: Sure. Um, You know, one of the things that I've personally done uh, is educate myself about food insecurity and uh, about a world that I didn't know a lot about. I didn't grow up wealthy, but I never uh, had a issue uh, growing up that I didn't have food. And so I really didn't understand a lot about that space. And one of the things I learned over time in getting involved in what I call the bigger picture of our work is um, recognizing the uniqueness of what we were building over time there are a lot of thankfully many 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 throughout our county throughout district 10 um, where you're running obviously tom for u.s congress Uh, there are many people in this space doing amazing work Uh, most of which are at very small levels and small food pantries throughout places of worship um, as well as at larger levels like the central pennsylvania food bank the york county food bank and one of the things i think that differentiates this organization is that we are at a school-based level and we are involving our students in the work itself and when we first started the impact foundation and i actually have to shout out uh just as a sidebar here this of course has been an amalgam of so many people that have just so many brains of bringing this together uh three of which I really want to mention by name. Uh, Josh Carney and Denise Furman. Josh is an engineer in town and he was on the York Suburban Education Board with me at the time that we concepted this and then took on the challenge to be the first Impact Foundation chairperson as an advisor. And then Denise Furman, who was the assistant principal at the high school at the time, but is now the principal of one of our elementary schools. Uh, the three of us were really the first three advisors and we, without them, Obviously, and without a team of people, this never would have been concepted. Um, And again, as a sidebar, you can't do any of this without funding. And our first funder was the York County Community Foundation. Uh, The kids in the fall were actually involved in the grant writing of submitting a grant to the York County Community Foundation. They gave us the full amount that we asked for. I still contend to this day, we should have asked for the maximum amount we could have, which was 10,000, but we were respectful in our ask because to be honest with you, it was totally chaotic mm-hmm. in the startup of all of this. And so we only asked for 5,000, but they fully funded us to which we are always grateful for. Um, there's that word, Rachel, grateful, um, because they took a chance on us because we were a startup and uh, we didn't really, have any model. So back to your question, Uh, what made us unique is when we were out looking for models that we could not, didn't have to recreate the wheel, we couldn't really find one in terms of how we were concepting what we wanted to do. And that's because there are so many models and so many people doing amazing work, but we wanted to involve our students. And I think that that's the uniqueness of what we're doing. and so we have sort of two goals in that regard. One is we are teaching them business skills, nonprofit organizational skills. Uh, we're teaching them Robert's Rules of Order. Uh, the students run their own board meetings and they're understanding how to do that uh, based on a systematic way that's been proven to work. Uh, we're, they're the ones that are reaching out to the um, Principals and the guidance counselors to make those connections. And then finally, uh, where we started in all of this, and I'm gonna be actually stopped now. And if I could just punt it over, Tom, if this makes sense to you, um, to either Jamie or Rachel, whichever you'd like, and let them talk about the impact closets themselves, uh, because that's the first piece of the work that the community foundation funded.
0: Yeah, Jamie, why don't you give us some insight on that?
2: sure um so once we were up and running and developed our mission statement of students helping students um we did start to sit down with different businessmen and women in the community and raised um, a lot of money to create these impact closets where students could go in um, they could either ask the teacher and it would be, again, that anonymous um, thing where they could reach out for help. And what we did, I think we woke up at about 5 a.m., um, went to the high school, Yorks High School, um, and just started building. We were fortunate enough to have the space in the high school to have this closet restructured. And um, I think it took us about six hours to completely clear it out and stock it full of soap and toothpaste, um, donated clothing we've sorted through, um, a lot of school supplies, coats. Uh, and that's when it really hit me, the incredible impact we are going to have in the future. Because as a senior, I was nervous that this whole foundation might lose its um, motivation because I had an incredible team of 11 or 12 students that were like minded and really passionate. So, um, fortunately, once we built that first closet, uh, we realized that this is, um, very possible for every other school in the district. So after I graduated, that's when, um, maybe Rachel could speak more on the other impact closets that were built. But it is such an incredible thing to witness. Um, basically just built before my eyes but also with my own efforts as well
0: yeah Rachel what are some other impact closets and how have they changed or evolved during this pandemic
3: Yeah, so now we have closets in each of the six buildings in our school district, so I'm currently in charge of our Valley View Elementary School Closet, and I help to organize and oversee the efforts there with a few other students. What's awesome is that our participation in this organization has been growing so much over the years, so we have lots of students at all of the closets in each of the building. So essentially what we do is once a month, well, we go in about once a week, but we take inventory about once a month and we just keep our closets organized. Uh, put new donations away. So it's as easy as possible for the guidance counselors and staff members to come into the closets and quickly get the items that they need for their students. So over time, we have definitely perfected uh, our process and we're still looking to continue to make it as efficient as possible because ultimately our goal is to make it as as easy for the teachers because we understand that it's in the middle of their busy day so we want to make sure they can quickly get in and out of the closet and get what they need for their students. But I think we have a really good system going and it's really awesome that we've been able to reach all schools now.
0: It's incredible and it sounds like, I mean, it shows the importance of having an efficient system in place and uh, it shows the value of what you were able to do over these past few years because I'd imagine, Sarah, right now having the infrastructure already set in stone has proved invaluable at a time like this is that fair to say
1: that's absolutely fair to say uh one of the things and i guess one-liners that has come to me um very clearly over the past month is without 130 students and volunteers involved prior to covid we would never ever have been able to mobilize the way we have Um, our food for thought room which is the program name for the backpack program that we have been running for the past three years uh, is located at luther memorial church that's directly adjacent to the york suburban high school parking lot and so we have an off-site place to be able to run and transition the backpack room in the past three weeks to a food pantry uh, mm-hmm. myself and another volunteer advisor adult advisor gina trimmer um, have been the boots on the ground to do that in terms of the physical work but it's only because of covid that has limited us in the amount of people that want to be in that room Uh, the advisor that runs our food backpack program the adult advisor throughout the year is kathy penzola who is another just volunteer parent in our school district she is actually stuck at home uh dying because she can't be in the closet with us one of which is because we're being very respectful about social distancing but uh the second of which is her husband is a physician and we need to keep our physicians healthy we need to keep all of us healthy but specifically our healthcare workers and so she has been additionally extremely uh cautious and respectful about that uh so it has kept her at home but you know what Tom it has been awesome because We have needed somebody to sort of run the backroom operations and essentially be the administrative aide on everything that's needed to happen in the past month. And she has taken on that role with open arms. And uh, it's it's, again, just the testament to the team. It takes Mm. I'm going to I want to just also prompt a thought there for Rachel to answer. In the first week of COVID, Gina and I and Kathy uh, had a lot of discussion about how to engage the students immediately because social distancing was so important and we couldn't physically be together. And uh, Rachel, I'm going to reach to you to give an example or maybe a few examples of what you guys have been doing behind the scenes in your own home to be able to um, assist in the operations uh, during COVID-19 times.
3: Yeah, so we've been super privileged to continue to stay involved in the efforts, even if we can't physically be there as we would like to be. So, for example, right now, I'm just helping with some of our other adult advisors to write a grant. That's just some of the behind the scenes stuff that I'm doing. But I know that a lot of our other students are doing really awesome things right now. For example, some students are creating craft kits to uh, send to the students who are involved in this program. Uh, we also have students who are writing thank-you notes to all who have graciously given their time to help support us in this effort. So, it's little things like that that are really making a difference, and we're just really excited that we can still be involved.
0: Absolutely. And, Jamie, I'd like to, I'd be curious to hear, you know, you are wise beyond your years, and um, we're doing work as a sophomore that I think uh, most people would hope to do as as an adult, but what has this foundation meant for you in terms of what it did going into college and how it changed what you wanted to do in, a, in your career. What has been the, um, to, to use the word itself, the impact that this foundation has had on you?
2: Sure, sure. Thank you so much. Um, well, I think overall looking back, um, the Impact Foundation was not just um, an illustration of what I had gone through growing up through school and what I could have benefited from, but also my true deep passion to help others. Um, unfortunately, going into college, I didn't get quite the opportunity like I did in high school to um, kind of coalesce with like-minded students and maybe see where this could be implemented in college as well, because there were also students who couldn't afford much, um, but, it has really shown me that um, I'm a very timid person, pretty shy and getting thrown into the position of running board meetings and um, writing grants and things. Um, it has shown me as an individual that I do have the power to make a difference. Um, whether that's starting in high school or in college or continuing my education, um, there are always those opportunities in smaller communities. Um, in larger populations where um, you can really use your empathetic um, sense and what you have gone through um, and use it for good. And that is why I pursued um, an EMT certification, uh, looking to volunteer in hospitals. Um, unfortunately, I wasn't able to do that right now during the pandemic, um, but it just really showed me that not only can I make this difference, but also there are other students and community members and businessmen and women out there that do care about these issues.
0: Sarah, it must be rewarding uh, to see students like Jamie and Rachel come through and see the, um, the positive effects it's having in your own community in, in these students. Um, what's that been like from your perspective, seeing different classes come through this program?
1: Well, first of all, I can guarantee you they have taught me more than I have taught them. (laughs) I can guarantee you that. Um, It's there's so many answers to that, Tom. So I'm going to try to focus on a couple that um, I think are sort of most poignant and salient to this conversation. We've developed mottos in the Impact Foundation very um, kind of organically. They've come to us over time and a couple have stuck with us, uh, over the entire time. And one is if we do nothing, nothing happens. And another is it's all about the connections. Mm -hmm. It's all about the connections. And we have connected on so many different levels and so many different groups of volunteers. And so many to your word at the top of this interview helpers that has given us the opportunity as a community to work together to affect change in the little part of our world. And I think one of the things for me in terms of watching the students work is watching them personally evolve, not only individually, but as a group and watching new relationships emerge and watching them watch each other work and watching them be inspired and motivated by, What each of them do. One really good example I think of that would be um, when we started the Food for Thought program, which was essentially our second program that we took online after we had the impact closets up and running. And we were funded uh, $20,000 over two years by the Construction Financial Management Association. Josh being an engineer, Josh, Josh Carney had to connect out to that group. There's that word connections again. And they have a golf tournament every summer and they give the proceeds. They pick an organization that two years of the proceeds of their golf tournament benefits. And they ended up picking us after the kids were involved in a conversation with them. And they gave us $10,000 one summer. And we actually took a student to that golf outing and presented the, and she was able to give an upload to the organization and they presented her a check. But then they challenged us and they said, we're not going to give you your $10,000 check next summer unless you match it this year. So we had to raise $10,000, leveraging ultimately 30, which was a phenomenal idea. And any good funder actually does that. And so the kids that year were really focused on that $10,000 raise and how they worked together to do that, to piecemeal $10,000 over a school year's time was absolutely amazing to watch. They had absolutely no experience in fundraising. We guided them in that because the York Urban Education Foundation does have experience in that space. Um, but really, it was their own. It was 100% their own and how they came up to decide to do that. And it was piecemeal together. It was the connections that they made. They had a fundraiser at Chipotle one night and told people to come out and have you know, have dinner and they raised 500 bucks that way. One of the volleyball games, they raised $5,000 that way by having a blackout at one of their volleyball games. It was amazing to watch them work. And that was sort of a culmination and really a sign to me that we were really on to something that, um, these students, the skill sets that they were going to benefit from collectively was not just personally going to benefit them. It was going to obviously have a gigantic impact on their school community and the and the and and also it was also a learning curve. And here's the other bringing back and closing the other motto that has stuck with us. This is a two way street. This is not about kids that have giving to kids that don't. We learn as much from each other. In a two way street, if we open up our minds and our hearts to do that. And here's the example I'll give you most saliently Jamie Myers was food insecure her entire high school career. And I don't know, I've never asked her this question, but possibly her whole life. And she dedicated herself, and not one of us knew that until the end of her senior year. We had absolutely no clue until she had the guts to make a video that we showed at our annual uh, event, the annual York Suburban Education Foundation event. And she disclosed on that video for all to see that she had been food insecure. That to me taught us everything we needed to know about who these kids were that were involved and the connections that we were making of what we could do working together.
0: That's incredibly powerful. I've seen the video and Jamie, it's a testament to you for your courage at a young age to put that out there and make a difference like that. Um, tell us a little bit about that experience in these last couple of minutes. What was your thought process like in terms of revealing it and what did it show you about your community after you did so?
2: Sure. Uh, well, thank you so much. Um, I of course was hesitant to reveal it. Um, not that I think that there should be a sense of shame attached to it. But, um, kind of growing up in the community that I did, I was surrounded by friends who always had more money than I had. And, um, it got to a point where I realized that I cannot be the only one that is experiencing this in, um, York suburban especially because we do have a lot of students who are more fortunate than others. Um, and so, When making that video that we are going to publish, um, I thought to myself that it could be a very powerful moment to see that I myself, although looking as fortunate as I was to be the president and, you know, in charge of all the operations, that, um, this was coming from the deepest part of my heart and who I am. So it wasn't really just something that I wanted to slap on a resume. It was really just, I did want to help these other students. Um, and like I said, that I was able to get a job and get myself out of a few situations of um, economic instability and go to college. But um, I think with that video and opening up, it was a scary opportunity, um, but... The um, effects of it really were tremendous with students reaching out to me, um, old teachers back in elementary school seeing the video and um, really understanding that what all of these students who came together to make that Impact Foundation were doing were very genuine.
0: Like I said, it's really powerful and it's stories like that that can transform the spirit of a community, and it's really remarkable to see. Uh, and now, especially at a time like this where we're living in an unprecedented time, the work Jamie, Rachel, and Sarah that you all have done has already created an opportunity to give back when people need it now more than perhaps ever before. So um, I really appreciate you taking the time to share your stories with us. Um, I have the utmost respect for all of you, and uh, I look forward to seeing what the Impact Foundation can do not only in these coming days and weeks, but over the next several decades to come. So thank you.